0: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network Cannabis Lifestyle radio.
1: All right everybody we're back with the uh, behind the leaf and uh, we got an amazing guest here. We got Scott Scotty Ball here. Hello, hello. From uh, Los Alamos Farms, joining us today, and uh, we're gonna dive into a bunch of that. So uh, you're gonna be much better at explaining yourself than I am. So why don't you go? F- <laughs> we'll tell see how, you know how much weed are. I
0: have to smoke. I know,
1: right?
2: <laughs>
0: uh. Well. Let me uh, introduce myself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So Go So my name is uh, Scotty Ball. I uh, work for Los Alamos Gardens. I uh, grew up in Vermont and uh, moved out to Humboldt about nine years ago and just relocated down to uh, L.A. Nice.
3: So,
1: yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Traveling man. <laughs> so uh, have you always been working
1: for the Los Alamos Gardens or not?
0: No, no. This is actually, I just got hired with them about a month ago. So this is all brand new. It's so (laughs) exciting. It's like I have a fancy new brand new toy. It's exciting. (laughs) That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. So how did you get started into cannabis? Was it a lifelong thing or was it?
0: Uh, yeah, you could kind of say that. I mean, the, the first time that I grew weed was when I was 14 years old back in Vermont. Um, it's a fun story my parents like to tell to oh, yeah, yeah the <laughs> people they go to church with and say, oh, yeah, now my son works in cannabis. What and, a great
2: conversation starter. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. it's um, they, they love me. They like to brag to their friends about me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I you know after you know growing weeds since I was fourteen, and you know grew indoor in my twenties, uh, in New Hampshire and Vermont, and uh, had some a close call back in New Hampshire, um, and then ended up relocating out to Humboldt nine years ago, and. Um, it really just kind of dove into cannabis up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the market was transitioning from the, you know, strictly illicit market and going over with like, you know, Prop 215. And mm-hmm. the Prop Two Fifteen market was pretty developed, you know, once yeah. I was there. But it was becoming a lot more professional. A lot of brands were, you know, starting to be developed um, and needing to have professional salespeople mm-hmm. to be able to represent their company out there within the retail space. Um, so it kind of was a perfect fit cause I was in retail sales and yeah, you know, so yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's awesome.
1: So, uh, heard something about that, a little bit of a close call, uh, yeah. back in the day. So, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I want to get into that. Well, the, the, I've had a couple of close calls, but the big close call was, yeah. uh, two weeks before Prop 64 <laughs> vote happened, uh, I got pulled over in Tehama County, which, mm. um, at the time I had a Prop 215 collective yeah. I had 2,000 patients. You know, I, I did a lot of work with, you know, signing up these patients for my collective to be able to provide their medicine mm-hmm. to them. Um, but I was working within the extraction companies. Um, okay. So, you know, being able to, you know, pick up the trim and the biomass from California, get it down to L.A. to where the extractors are. Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, <coughs> what strain is this? Uh, squirrel. That's my bad. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
3: oh,
1: you not, just right. got it's that today.
0: It's, it's the weed strain. Yeah, from but, the
1: leaf, right? Yeah, we uh we went to the leaf dispensary today. Uh huh. Yeah, nice. Whereabouts is that? Uh, it's over by uh um, Andrew's house in um. Thousand know, Oaks. Thousand Oaks. In, in that the, area. In that area. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we picked place. up this really good strain. It's uh, called Cali, Ga- Cali Gas OG. Ooh, the Cali Gas OG. And, uh, yeah. Because like when I go in there, I really like. Uh, I really like outdoor-grown bud instead of, like, indoor-grown bud. Mm. It's really hard to find sometimes, mm. especially during certain times of the year and stuff like that. So they had, like, that and, like, one other one. So I, yeah. I, I, that's the one I went with. So
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm smoking on—oh, yeah. here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm smoking I mean, on— got smoking on here. A blend of Oreos and some Tropicana cherry that we uh, oh, just yeah. harvested oh, and uh, did a preliminary trim job on this uh, from over at Los Alamos Gardens. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, um, well, getting back to the story— um, I was driving through Tehama County on the highway 36 and, uh, got profiled and pulled over, which I had a 30 foot long toy hauler where the back 10 feet had the 1500 pounds of, of trim in the back of it. And then the front 20 feet had the livable space. So I had a big diesel truck that I was hauling this down to LA with. Um, And they totally profiled me and pulled me over with me and my girlfriend and our dogs. And um, they let her go with the truck and trailer because the trailer was so big it wouldn't fit in the impound yard. Mm -hmm. And then they arrested me, brought me into jail. Um, I had to bail out. And then... um, when I went back to my house, they had raided my house and did a full asset forfeiture, so they oh found another God. Oh my God. 500 pounds of trim. Oh, shit. Your place must have been trashed. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. They no, destroyed, the, destroyed. The, the whole door was booted in. <laughs> yeah. It had to like, like some unnecessary shit, too. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah like, like, I had my National Cannabis Industry Association membership that they just opened up and laid on the top of my, my uh, countertop, you know? So yeah. it was like they... They like, I had four pounds of concentrates that were ground up in uh, for HempCon. I was going there the next week to be able to go to that yeah. event, so I was getting everything prepared. And I had like my banners up on the wall and like, oh my god, all the stuff to be compliant. And they were just like, oh, this is evidence. Thanks. So, yeah. um, you know, I, you know, once I bailed out, I kind of got in a situation where I didn't have anything. They they wrote themselves a check for my bank account and they took all my money. Um, God. so Everybody seized every,
1: everything, everything,
0: um, and so I, uh, called up all my clients that I was working with and said, Hey, this is what's happened. I'm going to fight this. Um, but I need some help. Yeah. And I had like close to 10 people that all gave me between like two to five grand just to be like, Hey, get your lawyer, get yourself straight. When you're back, yeah. call yeah. me and let's get back to business and let's start making some money again. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, so it. It just showed the generosity and, you know, doing good business out there with people is that their generosity will pay. It was karma. You know, it's just like I definitely got a whole lot of karma. If you're a good dude
1: and you do good good business, people are going to want to keep doing that and keep you in in business.
0: Yeah. So, um, so you know, fast forward to my arraignment, which was a week after the Prop 64 vote, um, which I got to celebrate in... I think it was Spark in San Francisco. I was oh, there yeah. with my girlfriend oh, the nice. night of the election. And like, they had a big party and everything. And we got mm-hmm. in this magazine of us like, yes! <laughs> Which is, it was definitely. It was awesome. well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it's a double edged sword. Cause we were looking at the Prop, 60, uh, the Prop 64 vote and we were like, this is not gonna be good for the industry. This is not something we wanted. And then at the same mm-hmm. time, we were caught in a position where our, Freedom was in jeopardy for doing something, and you know, it was just right. a very difficult place. And like, yeah. I've spent mm-hmm. a long time in therapy dealing with trauma because of that. And yeah. still, like, I see, you know, police lights go on behind me. Is that like my chump? My ugh. heart jumps. Oh my chest. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, but ugh.
3: So yeah,
1: my heart's racing right
0: now. You're just talking about. it. <laughs> oh yeah, try, <laughs> so, oh. trust
1: me. You're on this. This is just the second episode. So yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So <laughs> I went to my arraignment. I got a great lawyer um and had reached out to ncia and i had talked to um uh what is it um peter i forget what his name is but the head counsel for the ncia and he was like yeah we'll put together a full counsel for you and it was like we'll see but we i went to my arraignment and they went and um dropped all the charges i didn't even have a case number next to my name That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, all the felonies dropped to misdemeanors. And because I had so much evidence, they were just like, you're free to go. And I was like, well, do I get my product or my or do money I back? My, do I anything back and they're like no you're free to go it's like do i get any of my property back yeah which is now nah, we're keeping it which was kind of funny i, I really pissed off my lawyer yeah.
1: if i if i went listen uh we can give it back but then you go to jail so yeah, just yeah. Being like
0: the smart ass that i am yeah, so. like i was i was in the courtroom and the judge is like mr ball you understand like what's happening right yeah. now and i'm just like i'm getting robbed and like yeah. After he explained that I'm not getting my product like, and my money yeah. back, I'm like, I'm getting robbed. robbed. And my like lawyer's are like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, my bad, sorry. Yeah. Like, you're free to go. The like, lawyer's sitting okay. there shocked that they're, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and with all the money is like with asset forfeitures, the charges are from the state of California or the county that you're in to currency. So you have to hire a lawyer to be able to fight for your money. Mm -hmm. So they said that I didn't get the paperwork and I was there with my attorney in the courthouse on camera, like submitting the documents. And my lawyer was just like. Forget it. Just walk away. It's yeah, not it's even it's worth it. They're not, really not giving it. your money back. Like, yeah. they yeah. probably spent about 60 grand busting you with how many people they sent with all the overtime oh, and yeah. paperwork Oof. and everything. Yeah. And they only got, like, 40 <laughs> grand in cash from me. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And it was, he was just, like, walk away. So, it was like, okay, fine. But the next year, I did twice as much business. And then oh, yeah. it also led me to start working at Sisu, which really started to propel me. That, yeah, yeah. that was such a fun ride. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sisu? Yeah, yeah, Sisu Extracts. Oh, um, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, oh, okay. We, Sisu is a Finnish word for uh, never giving up in the face of whatever obstacle. Oh, it's okay. a community never mindset okay. of oh, never nice. giving That's up. That's awesome. I like obstacle. That. I'm going to have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, and the, the founders of that company had a great mission of building up an amazing company and Selling it as fast as they could and for as much money as they could and they accomplished that um, We were doing like 12 to 14 million sales yeah. on a monthly basis yeah. um, We were crushing it We had such an amazing crew from everybody that was in the warehouse to the extraction team to the drivers that were picking up The material everybody it was just rock-solid.
3: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, and um, it we did so good that at I was introduced to a group called Left Coast Ventures and I introduced Joe, John and Shannon to Left Coast Ventures and was yeah. like, you guys need to talk to these guys. Like they're, yeah, you guys, they're, they're big time. We need to talk to them. And, um, after six months of them auditing us, um, they were, and they, they said that they wanted to do a merger with us. Yeah. Um, and it took six months of their due diligence to be able to look at all of our books over the past three years or two years at the time of all of our business, to make sure that we were not oh, we doing anything de- bad. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Mm. And when we got to the finish line, they said, all right, so the reason why we've been so detailed, which I, I'm only hearing this for what they want me to know. I was not there in the room knowing about this. So it could have been okay. different. Let me preface that with that. <laughs> but um, it got to the point where they were like, well, uh, the reason why we're so thorough is that Jay-Z's here, and he's buying all of us. Um and That's it was the one of the largest cannabis yeah. deals in history. It was a hundred million dollars. Wow, um, that they yeah. bought our company That's for. Insane. Yeah. Um. And you know, I never met Jay. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but getting to work with the parent company and the executives of that team, it was great to be able to just build those relationships and get a lot of education as far as what things are working and what things are not working, and also oh, yeah, th- just the instability within the marketplace right now and where there are certain risks that people are having um yeah. and you know after about a year after the merger was done um i left the company after the founders had left as well yeah. um and i still have tremendous love and appreciation for that organization but i moved on and started working um with los alamos gardens and um you know i this is it's so much fun. Like, I am, am transitioning. We're going from mostly procurement with Sisu yeah. and now doing sales. But okay. moving down to L.A., I'm getting to work with a lot of relationships with mm-hmm. people that I made years ago, like That's seven, really eight cool. years ago, yeah. that I had lost contact with because I just passed those relationships off to the sales team because they were down in L.A. for CSU. Right. And I was like, yo, talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of you. I'm gonna be like finding the material that you're gonna be buying. So like, I'm still in the works, I'm just your boy that's sourcing everything that's bringing it to you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, transitioning and starting to work with Los Alamos Gardens, like we've got 70 acres of canopy that we're harvesting um, and it's beautiful looking product. Um, I'm extremely excited because this is a, a group that's being structured to be a national and an international cannabis company when the time is right and when we can yeah. be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of exciting right now just because of the bill that the uh, governor is kind of working on to allow for interstate uh, commerce to happen as long as there's contracts between those two states. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out, but that might be coming out oh, like January 1st, 2023. Oh, all right.
2: Pretty
3: soon. Um, yeah, I, I believe
0: is when he can... I, i need to do a lot more research but um, yeah. i i believe it's when he can be able to approve certain contracts to allow for that, that
1: oh, okay. interstate
0: distribution yeah. so mm-hmm. i think it'll start entertaining options at that point in time
1: okay so it's yeah, it, interstate just dis- interstate distribution is very like it's it's, it's very hard to like n- not really come by right now right no, not legally no, no. <laughs> Well, definitely not legally Yeah, definitely no. not in the legal market Like it's very like, like it's a, that's, a, that's a big jump Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, And you know, it's, there's a lot of groups that have spent A lot of money um, And it's the interesting Thing that with the conditions of the market right now And how bad it's doing And how the costs For going through the regulatory process To then have Your product and then not be able to sell it for a good enough price. Mm. It's, it's really yeah. difficult because, you know, I mean, we could look at the hard math as far as, like, how much material is out there mm-hmm. and to really see, like, how screwed that we really are. Um, and this is math that I learned from Joe at CSU. And if anybody knows Joe, they'll know that, I, one, I love the man. Um, he's amazing. Um, and two is that he's brilliant. And that, that, like, with John and Joe, them put together as far as Joe the salesman and John, just a brilliant business mind. Um, and you can follow him at figtime on Instagram. Like, just his, his, his business status is just amazing. Um, so with them, um, sorry, I smoked to join. What was I talking about? <laughs> You're talking about uh, math with uh, oh, Joe right. from Sisu. Yeah, so the hard math. The hard all right. Math. So mm-hmm. there's probably like 3,000 licensed farm or so there's probably like 3,000 acres of licensed canopy that's out there. And California really only needs um, uh, probably around um, like maybe 300, 400 acres total yeah. of canopy for all the manufacturing needs uh, within California. Um, just the, the market, there's so much illicit market that's going on, the retail sales, because there's are certain areas throughout the state that are not allowing for retail sales is that there's not as much consumer purchases that are going on yeah. in the illicit market, plus mm-hmm. the prices are so high with taxes, blah, 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 blah. But when you look at the entire country, the entire country probably needs maybe eight to nine thousand acres. Wow, so that's really not that. That's not. It's not a lot. Yeah, in oh, California, <laughs> California's already growing like three thousand of it, yeah, and we so, only need four. So California is flooded. Mm-hmm. So people that are like investors that are that had put their money into the cannabis industry. Yeah. Now, because right. the price per pound is so low, the price per pound is like three to five hundred dollars per pound for light debt flour. That's right now. Oh yeah, that yeah. It's you know, indoors it's seven to a thousand. I mean, if you're going directly to a brand that's AAA, you're probably able to get like a thousand to thirteen maybe on the mm-hmm. bulk wholesale market. Um, and the cost per pound for the, the Northern California farmers, that cost per pound is like four hundred bucks per pound.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so you're selling it for below your cost or your cost. And if something yeah. happened within your grow. Cycle for the two months that the plants were in the ground. That just don't look right. Whether you had nutrient lock or whatever mm-hmm. might have happened, that you are screwed. You might not sell it, right. yeah. or you're gonna have to sell it at biomass for twenty five dollars a pound. Uh,
1: yeah, and a... then you're just screwed. You're really not making any money. Off no, it. no, it. it's yeah. a hobby. It
0: yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the that's the, the problem is that the way that the regulations put into place is that there's an they there's way too many licenses that are out there. There's way too much production that's going on. Um, you know and it's it's really sad to see if the, uh, the livelihood of a lot of smaller farmers that are out there um is disappearing
1: yeah it's it's, it's it, it really sucks because now you get state you have states like california colorado and that have been legal for so long and their markets are just extremely saturated with what mm. with cannabis in general oh, yeah and it's it's it makes it almost imp- with that, yeah, it's easy to get a license and to start your farm, but n- no one's gonna buy your stuff because everybody's buying. Everybody has someone already. The
2: competition is high. Areas like
0: that. We can look at what's best for California and, like, also yeah. like within the country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what the different states are going to be needing because there's some states that are not going to be wanting to have cultivation going yeah, there definitely. and they're going right. to be importing the material for either local manufacturing or whatnot they're not going to want to do cultivation i mean the best thing for california is to be allow for legalization right now to allow for interstate commerce Oh yeah so that we can be able to yeah. use the material that's already definitely. made to be able to mm-hmm. get that out there and there's still a ton of material that's up in oregon there's still a ton of material that's in oklahoma There's still a ton of material that's out there. I mean, there's 200 licensed cultivators that are in New York, and each one can be able to do an acre. So there could be 200 acres of canopy that's up in New York right now. So, um, I mean, there's if there's more states states see that there's opportunity in business and they sell that dream all right oh no totally um, Mm -hmm. you know they sell the dream of the american dream that you can be able to succeed Mm -hmm. right Uh and to invest your money into a a new emerging business and because of the taxation the legal structure it's going to put you out of business and this has happened in the future when you look at alcohol very similar things happened the bootleggers that stayed bootlegging went out of business because yeah. the price dropped so low the bootleggers that went legal got pushed out of the business because of regulatory compliances the big guys that got involved once all of the small guys went out and there was no other competition it was still super difficult for the big guys to compete yeah. then the regulations were changed and it took years before the microbrew business to, to start back up again and it took even like two decades before you see what microbrews and brews are like going on right now, and how oh yeah totally you know huge it is. Like you could go to Vermont and like hit twenty breweries in an afternoon. Oh, That's what yeah. it's so like in everywhere. Wilmington, <laughs> yeah. North yeah, yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can walk to three from our apartment. <laughs> right? Yeah, know, definitely. So. Yeah, they're all close. All over.
1: It was insane when we went to uh, went to Montana. And they they have a very interesting state law that they can only serve you like forty eight forty six ounces of beer per customer forty eight like, yeah per day, per day. yeah so it's yeah. only like three pint glasses or something like that it then didn't really like, make any go.
2: sense they said that they uh, the bars thought they were gonna lose business but I'm like aren't you just gonna go to bar for liquor. Maybe not no. beer. I don't yeah, know. It was a wild yeah. reasoning well, that's behind
0: why, it. Yeah, that's why Las Vegas, the the uh liquor and the uh bars are pushing back so mm-hmm. much and the liquor commission is pushing back so much against and lobbying against cannabis because it's gonna take away from their business. Mm. Um, but there's starting yeah. to be some push from the other clubs and strip clubs and gentlemen clubs and stuff like that right. that are yeah. wanting to allow for cannabis consumption to be able to go on at these facilities mm-hmm. yeah, they know really. it's going to yeah. be drawing people in. Oh, yeah. exactly. I mean, you go to MJ BizCon, that's where most of the business takes place. I've you know, yeah. got a ton of clients over like, with oh, a strip club. You know, it's like, girls, excuse me, I'm sorry. Please, I, I need to talk about this. I just want like, the ambiance. I'm more here because other people are here. I really don't want to be here right now. Right. I'm sorry. Here's a tip. Please. Find
1: somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a uh, MJ Bizcon is a, a crazy place. That's where I that's where I met I met these two for the first time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It was a uh, like it's, it's it's the largest cannabis event in
0: for, for, like yeah. yeah. My in, feet in really world. hurt after every day. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. The, god. the
1: floor is enormous. so hard.
0: They should do it on a trampoline. (laughs) Like have a whole bunch of trampolines on the floor. That would make it a whole lot more fun. fun. Right? I don't think an insurance company would cover that that at at all. Yeah, Yeah. definitely not.
2: (laughs) I'm looking forward to that this year. I I see like exhibit
0: like bouncing around on the. That that would be pretty dope. Like (laughs) Tommy Chong. Yeah, Cassie's gonna come with me this year. Yeah, I've never been to Vistapalooza. He was telling me
2: about it last year and everyone that he was able to network with and the companies he talked to. It seems like a really awesome opportunity place to just meet people. And
0: you know, yeah, I I've gotten to the point where I know so many of the people. Yeah, you already like, have a huge connection.
2: Yeah. And I just network. go for
0: one afternoon. I yep. hit all the booths. I see everybody. Most of the people that are trying mm-hmm. to like get new clients, and I wave at them from a distance. I'm like, I see you. Yep. Yeah. Keep What's selling. Up? The more you <laughs> sell, the more you're gonna <laughs> need from me. Like, keep on hustling, brother. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. I at it's more of like the after parties, and oh, one yeah. I don't drink, so I just smoke. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I'll go to the after parties and just like roll up these gorilla finger blunts and that's how, just, gotta, you know. that, that's how you gotta do it
1: like that was uh when when i my the first one i went to is when i met these guys and we went to this they i've we I, I literally met them and an hour later they're like hey come on we're going to like this like penthouse after oh, yeah. and uh-huh. it was just it was like it was my like the first time i went there and like these guys were rolling up like blunts like size like 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 size of my thumb and I'm like I'm like this is I'm like this some I'm I'm, I'm I'm like this that, some professional stuff. Are you sure
0: that wasn't me? I, I, I wrote some really big blunts. <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe it was It might have been. Like if anybody knows me, like I'll just sit there in the corner and just like one, I left my grinder at home. I really wanted to bring it. But it's oh. like It's the size of a small cereal bowl, like as far as the diameter goes. And it's like this thick. It's the the gigantic Mendo Mulcher. Shout out Mendo Mulcher. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, like it's the best grinder, it does a rough cut grind so when you're rolling oh, your br- nice. blunts, it doesn't get too fine. Mm. So, I like that, when you break it up too fine, it's just like it's yeah, more it, surface it area, the yeah, turbine's off gas. Yeah, you, know, you want to try and mimic yeah, like breaking up by hand, and more Scooby like snacks that, like, on yeah. your tongue yeah. and on yeah. your lip. Like, if you're not throwing a crutch in there, like, yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> the rough cut all the way,
1: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, I actually um, left
0: my grinder at home
1: that uh, back at home, too, and uh. It's a, It's made by a Lift Lift Innovations, right?
3: mm-hmm.
1: Innovations and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And uh, it actually does the same thing. It does like the coarse cut, and you can uh, change out the uh, the size of the holes and stuff like that. So you can go from coarse Ooh. to like fine, really, if you want to. Like I like using fine nice. for like, really like, cool. like, like the ball packs and stuff like that, and then like coarse for like whenever like joints and stuff like that. So yeah, the whole right grinder is interchangeable. You can even interchange the, uh, the micron screen for your, uh, for your key.
0: Yeah, if you can. Oh,
1: damn. <laughs> all right. I gotta yeah. see this.
0: Gotta check it out. Yeah, yeah, you left definitely. it at home too? Yeah, I left all it right. at home. Yeah. I thought right, about it. All right. Tomorrow. Let's do this. Let's get together. We'll <laughs> compare <laughs> our grinders. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you guys going to be on town on Saturday? Uh, oh, we, we leave. <laughs> uh, we, we, Yeah, we, we head, head, head out Saturday, Saturday, I think. Yeah, we leave Saturday.
2: Night. Late night.
1: Saturday night. Well, flight's at like five or
0: Back something. to New Yeah, York. I think that there's an event that's going on this Saturday. I need to go and look at my calendar, but PuffCon. Oh, okay. PuffCon? Oh, okay. Puff oh, Puff yeah. Oh, I think it, I heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. It's, it's exclusive. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a PuffCo, and I can get in. <laughs> I've got a PuffCo. I've <laughs> got a PuffCo, and I can get in. You have to use your serial number on your PuffCo to be able to get in. <laughs> that's, wow. that's Yeah. that Yeah, because that yeah, oh. they've sold like... I don't know, three million. Yeah, devices. they only sold like it's 3 million. So exclusive. Wow. Well. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> but you know what? I really do. I want one of the proxies. Oh, oh yeah, I those want are one. So nice. Yeah, they
1: look like the. Oh my god, I've
0: I've I've used them before, but I, I I've never had. I know. I really want one too. Every dispensary that I go to, and like I, I'm working like at, at for a couple different rosin groups, and we're making some really bomb-ass rosin with our group, so it's like, I want to get mm-hmm. one of those, because it's so form-factor, and you can get all the cool glass pieces mm-hmm. for it. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's also mm-hmm. pretty. And the size Ice of ball? it is perfect for traveling. Yeah, i will get mine uh purple and neon green. Oh, I like that. Color. That's the oh, color no, that I would no, get. No, oh, the yeah, nice. custom glass. I would have to get that custom. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she actually like, she's a She's a newbie. In, yeah, in, new.
0: In, in, pretty, in smoking. Yeah, pretty new. What, two, three years? All right. That's it. Calling out for CBD. Anybody got any CBD <laughs> in the room? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can level you off real yeah. quick. Well, that's what I would do. So, <laughs> what yeah, I, definitely. I mean, I, like, yeah, that's
1: what I used to do. If I used to, I used to tell people, I'm like, listen, if you get too high, like, just, just take some CBD and it'll it, 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 <laughs> it 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 bring mm-hmm. you down. Because it blocks the uh, the cannabinoid receptors in your body from the THC, yeah. actually. yeah. To them.
0: Yeah, I was I was just really giggling thinking about the HempCon event and like High Times events that I used to go to back at the um, the cow palace in san francisco
3: mm-hmm. and
0: like there would be edible companies that i won't name uh, that would throw out yeah. these like 100 milligram edibles like th- this is like oh, these God. like starburst candy yeah. tiny little like quarter size candy. oh that's awesome that would like shoot. i it, i'm probably exaggerating i don't think it was 100 milligrams but it was yeah. quite a bit but they were just tossing yeah, them out to yeah. everybody and people were like running around picking them up on the yeah. ground yeah a little crack- <laughs> You know And like there was three people at one event that I was like there was one guy waiting in line to get some food and he's just standing in front of me and he's wow oh, yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I just like, Are you okay, dude?" and all of a sudden he just starts fishing out and seizing, oh, standing up oh, shit. hits the ground and Oof. still seizing on the ground I'm like oh shit. Yeah. And like luckily there were paramedics that were right there, so they like ran over. I'm just like, you know, homie. You're cut off, bro. Yeah. Like, you are cut off. Done. No more for that guy. Oh, wow. but like, it, I, it was just kind of funny just seeing newbies that had never yeah. smoked before. And then, it, like, mm-hmm. you would see that again with people doing dabs. People would go over. And I learned with my booth, you always have a chair. You always have a chair because they're going to go mm-hmm. and bend over. So their head's always yeah. already down. Oh, yeah. Inhaling super Not hard, a good, massive, d- free dab that's going to oh, yeah. blast their yeah, minds right. out. <laughs> And then they stand up super fast and then exhale, and then everything just goes dark. <laughs> and then they, boom, <laughs> and they drop, you know, and hopefully they don't hit their head. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, those are just things that that's... make me giggle because I'll, I'll have like 500 to 1,000 milligrams, and that would, that's a good evening for me. Oh, mm. yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, shout out to John Courtner, the only man that could have more edibles than me. Like one of my coworkers <laughs> over at Sisu, dude could have like 3,000 milligrams. Holy no shit. joke. Wow. No joke. He likes it. And I'm just like. Uh, bro.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you laughs>
0: said have, I've had all kinds of edibles. Yeah, you said edibles they've, don't, don't they've really
3: do really, that for you. They've
1: never really done it for me. What? Yeah, I've had all kinds of edibles, and they've never really done it for me. Can't. Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> all, right. all right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I, I, I Let's do this. Yeah, all right. One of your that. shows. Oh, no. <laughs> we need to get all different types of edibles because ed- there's a lot of tech that goes into edibles now. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's like mm-hmm. nano emulsifications uh, and like being able to have yeah. like certain things that are more bioavailable for your body. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's quite a bit of things. Oh, they, they,
1: there. they're they doing in, in, insane things crazy about that. Things. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Let's get you on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, like no. really high. <laughs> well, one of the best highs that I've ever had. It was from a infused wine, huh. and um, it was from a friend of mine's vineyard that uh burned down in the Santa Rosa fire. Oh, so. that's yeah, oh, that, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. You know how they do that?
1: Infuse they, they just, like they yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. yeah. They so do it do was that? whole plant.
0: Yeah. So they would take their you know their their wine that they would press and they would yes. you know centrifuge that so it was really clean yeah. and then they would go and take their whole plant um and they would just strip it and put it into the barrel with the wine oh. and let it sit there because the alcohol that was in there would do the extraction it would oh that's interesting. oh yeah oh yeah okay. yeah so it, it would just naturally infuse and then they to clean out all the particulate they would still put through the same center they would oh, do like, yeah. just spin it all out so it was super nice and clean and like you know very clear yeah. Um, it was not shady or cloudy or anything, and they had like the Magnum. They, they were, I shouldn't say Magnum. They had the Master bottles that were like mm-hmm. non-cut, that were like, like knock your socks off, yeah. like <laughs> you're 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 calling in to work for like a week kind of bottles. Yeah, um, right. And awesome. then they they would dilute those down to the more like normal consumer level, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I had half of a bottle. This is back when I was drinking. And I had half of a bottle, and no joke, have you ever seen a dog really high? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh your head, Uh like, wobbles and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I was that high. Like yeah. I try to stand up from the couch and my head's oh, wobbling shit. back and that's forth crazy. and like that's my crazy. knees are shaking. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, and like like lay back, like actually lay on the couch. And I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yes, yeah. this is what this is it. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah, a yeah. great high. That's, I mean, the alcohol probably had a lot of yeah, that's my,
1: that. yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> <I mean>,
0: that's <laughs> definitely definitely not. Yeah.
1: but uh, but yeah. So uh, let's let's go into like a little bit about what you uh. You do now for uh, your the the, the con
0: company. You work All right, Los Alamos with. Gardens. Yeah. Well, I got if you are an extractor, I'm going to be your best friend because um, I got a whole lot of really good strains. Yeah. Um, I personally love extracts. Yeah, our group has done an amazing job with uh, doing the selection of different strains that a lot of these extract companies are looking for, um, and you know then having the the cultivation crew that we've got in there that is. Legacy. I mean, I when I, I joined up with the group, and then I learned who was with the group, yeah. and then I was like, Oh my,
3: really? Like, this is who I got that I'm working with? He's like, yes.
0: Um, and one of the guys' name is Jimmy. Um, he, uh, I'm hoping that I'm getting this credit right, but he, yeah. had, was, well, he's uh, part of the original Breeders League. He awesome. made this group awesome. to be able to protect. Genetics from smaller breeders that know that mm-hmm. they, they are so protective mm-hmm. of their genetics that they're very hesitant about releasing it out to the public because they know that it's going to get swallowed up and they're gonna lose mm-hmm. control of it It's gonna be out there right. and they're, they're, mm-hmm. not even recognition will go to them It will yeah. go to somebody else yeah. and it's That's just being able to You know capture that and just know that whether it's financial or just legacy that it, you will be known for those genetics So mm-hmm. he's on our team Um, And we're working with land race genetics from Africa um, and a lot of sativa strains that are great for hash washing and also from Afghanistan that are known for great hash washing. And we're doing certain Mm -hmm. pheno projects this year with a a small portion of our group um, to really be able to work on certain genetics for next year that we know that are going to be certain mold resistance because Mm -hmm. we're – Pretty close to sea level, uh, being yeah. up in Los Alamos. Okay. Um, and be making sure that we've got certain genetics, they're going to be really good and that we can be able to combat the mold. Because, like, yeah. a week and a half ago, we got an inch and a half of rain. Holy shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, we were right. talking to some locals there. They're like, this hasn't happened, happened in, like, in 23 way. years. Yeah, We've yeah, gotten this much rain. Yeah, definitely. Like, wow. it was a, a, just a crazy, wow. si- tiny sliver that was just moving a certain way that it, we just caught it the entire yeah. length of the sliver. So when you hear, way. like,
1: southern states when it snows and then they freak out. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have seen that. You know, being a Vermonter man, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know how to drive in snow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, But, um, you know, with having these great genetics, and then we also have some legacy growers from Humboldt County um, oh, that are man. on that's our awesome. team that know how to communicate with the plant. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and another thing is that Jimmy helped to work with Jorge Cervantes with the Canna Bible. Um, so he's, he's mm. like with Jimmy and with Matt from up in Humboldt. He's like, we've got this amazing team. and like all the staff that's behind them as well. Um, and right. this, we've got a, a big team that's with us. Um, At our two different locations that are growing this weed Um, and we're doing you know uh, 40 acres hydroponic yeah. Um, really? Cocoa, awesome. hydroponic, sun grown. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got 30 acres and raised beds. One of the yeah. biggest problems with over in Los Alamos and Santa Barbara area, yeah. um, growing in native soil is contamination. Uh, working oh, at that's Sisu, really? uh, I tested most of the farms that are over that area. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, when I worked at Sisu, I was doing around like 180,000 pounds a year oh, wow. uh, procured wow. into yeah. that company. Uh, mm-hmm. We did 9.5 wow. million grams of oil. It was enough to get every American <laughs> high like four times. Oh, <laughs> my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's how much that's, oil that we were that's pumping. Awesome. That's awesome. Insane. Yeah. That's, it, wow. that's That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons old. why Jay Z bought us, yeah. is that we were crushing it. Yeah, like, yeah. We had it our showroom sense, yeah. in downtown oh. LA that we were just like a thousand pounds or more, 1,500 oh, yeah. pounds a week. Mm-hmm. They were crushing through there. Like, that team is amazing. Yeah, that's um, yeah so I, I miss him a lot. So, um, yeah, but it, with our team, you know, we've got all this amazing flower. With Zisu, they weren't doing any growing. Yeah. Now we got, I can work with the actual growers that are manufacturing this flower. Yeah. And it's great because when coming onto the team, the plants were already in their ground. Like, it was already too late, and I show up, and I'm just like, Woo! Yeah! <laughs> boys and girls, it's looking good. Um, you know, and last year uh, we didn't have such a great year. Yeah. So being able to mm-hmm. see what our yield expectations were okay. are fantastic. And, you know, they've, they've already put together a lot of the pre-harvest testing in yeah. place. To be able to mitigate a lot of the risks that extractors have come across over the past couple of years. And knowing extraction and knowing a lot of these extractors and knowing all the different problems. Like, you'll be told this is 5% yield on rosin. And then it'll pick it up. And it'll be like a 2% yield. Like, mm-hmm. overpaid big yeah, time. Yeah, like, well, material. yeah, that's You know that's that. Or that it's dirty. Or <laughs> that it's heavy metal. It like, yeah, because what a lot of people yeah. don't realize
1: that... The cannabis industry is a business. Like, like we want to get what we pay for. We want quality, and right. it's it's not mm-hmm. like like we don't want to be told something and then get something else. Like right.
0: You know, and uh, being up and humble for the past eight, nine years is that you always hear is that you cannot grow craft at scale. Hmm. Oh no, that no, is definitely not right. Well, <laughs> I used to think the same thing. Yeah. Um, Hmm. until going into Los Alamos and looking Mm. at the way that we were growing. I mean, there's 30 acres of raised beds with a very thick non-permeable membrane between the raised bed and the native soil. That's awesome. So, Mm. like I was saying, most of those farms that are in that area are dirty. So they built Thirty acres of raised yeah. beds brought in uh, out like living soil. Yeah, like there's mushrooms growing all over the place. Like oh, the really? mycelium yeah. that's in that the, that soil is very yeah. fertile and living. Yeah. Um, you know, so the plants are looking great. You know, it's uh, it's. That doing the things that they're doing and I will admit um, that I used to kind of joke around and I used to call them You know certain names that like I was I used to call them the lumber yard because yeah. they had so much wood Like the first time that I drove by there and it looked like they were building a gigantic condominium There was just oh, piles yeah. of wood everywhere um, And they I was like what are they doing and like they built out all these raised beds and I'm just like oh yeah. Um, I'm like, okay. And then I was like, that was, why do they need to do all of that wood? Mm-hmm. And then after testing everybody else around them and seeing how many people are dirty, when you're going down to distill it, yeah. is that it... it you are having a 10 times concentration in your pesticide levels from going mm-hmm. from your flour. You'll have a five times concentration going from your uh, flour material to your yeah. uh, uh, crude extract, and then a t- two times concentration from your yeah. crude extract over to your distillate. So you got a 10 times concentration. So when you're testing in the parts per billion, it, you fail a lot of materials. Certain oh, times definitely. of the year, we would have like a percent percent fail rate. Because the market would be all dry, and if you did find trim out there, in big piles of trim, it had already been tested by, like, three different groups. And the distro was just trying to find the right yeah. person to be able to pick it up that could be able mm-hmm. to work with dirty, mm-hmm. you know, it, because it had failed. There was too much pesticide in oh, yeah. it. So, like, once seeing all of the different test results from all the different yeah. groups and farms that were around them and seeing how many people were failing and then seeing that their material was not failing, that was coming in clean and non attacked. Zach, boom! That's a winner, like mm-hmm. that yeah, right there. That's the one and like the, the the living soil. We can't say that it's organic yet. We really want to be. Yeah, living.
1: I mean, like, yeah, it's because so. like that's like a federal label and stuff like right. that.
0: Like we yeah. really yeah. want to. I mean we can, are, but saying that like that, there's so many great insects. Like you look around and uh, like around a lot of our hoops that we have got three beds of all cover crop of mm-hmm. complementary planting. i I love walking around the farm and the garden just because there's so many beautiful plants around it's like there's like like bees and like hummingbirds and like so much life that's that's around there um and also it smells amazing oh (laughs) yeah
1: it's great yeah we me and uh me Cassie went to a uh grow in montana that our uh my uh my really good friend eugenio from canvas now uh uh, brought us to and it was. Uh the first grow, like, like, actual, like, real grow that grow I've been we've to. have been to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just an amazing experience. Like, it was just, some, like, like, you just said, the smell was amazing. The setup was amazing. The setup was interesting, yeah, it was, actually. It was a really interesting mm-hmm.
2: setup. Different tents with different strains, and they can control, you know, the temperature and everything. It was intense? It was intense, individual tents. It was a very interesting yeah. setup. It wasn't <laughs> just all plants in one room, which okay. is what I was expecting. So, but they can control, like, you know fine-tune oh, specifics yeah. in like get that closed environment which was interesting so yep. but it was cool to see because i've never seen anything like that before so yeah,
0: yeah if you're doing like R mm-hmm. sp- and like fetal hunt projects yeah. um where you're really trying to be able to isolate which ones have <laughs> the right color the right smell the yeah. right look it's to right. it like the ones that are hitting on all different categories and that's the banger um mm-hmm. and yeah. we're for such a long time as the people that have been growing genetics and doing genetic crosses that are great for flower yeah Right. Mm-hmm. And it, the extracts is a whole different game, especially when you're getting into rosin. Yeah. I mean, the trichome is such a beautiful, tiny little structure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the way that it grows is very similar to the yeah. way that the plant grows and like the, what a lot of the extractors are kind of looking for, for the quality of material for rosin, like when you're washing your plant matter, you want a very robust, meaty kind of trichome yeah. that is, that when you put it in the water, the, the outside of the trichome shell won't just dissolve okay. and like turn to goo and then you're gonna lose the oil into the yeah. water. Mm-hmm. You wanna be able to have those little caviar balls, mm-hmm. right? So just the trichomes, yeah, yeah, right? And so you wanna be real robust and that's one of the reasons, like they call it a schmear schmear <laughs> so you got a schmear yeah. and one of the things you, I like to do is like I put the the Plant leaf in between my thumb and forefinger and i Mm. slightly drag my thumb back across the leaf and you can feel the trichomes almost bouncing on every single like ridge of your thumbprint you know and just like running it over and that's like all right that's that's that grit you know that's what a lot of those rosin guys are looking for that's what i'm looking for you know and like it's i'm still learning just the way that the certain development and also like every Raws and producers looking yeah. for a different end product as well. Oh yeah. No. Um. So making sure that I'm most educated as far as oh, like yeah, everybody, yeah, the, all the different types of and methods of extraction that might be either you know for research only. Like I, I'm planning on doing a research project. Um, really. Do it to yeah. Um, uh, using pH of water. Huh. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm not gonna talk about it too much, yeah, okay? But I'm really excited about it. Even it on the down low. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll just say that it's working with the pH the water. Yeah. I'm not tell you. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, that just but, uh, still is very yeah, vague. But, uh, it could but, be both but plants yeah. or extraction yeah. or whatever.
1: But yeah, like like a little part of like the star of this podcast is that uh like like to educate people on like how how things are really done and like all that stuff. But uh, so like um, if you can go in like a little bit like how like you guys actually like like, like extract the uh, concentrates and all that, and grow the plants a little bit, like, uh, Um, as much as you can, I I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, as far as, like, extraction goes, I mean, are you, would you want me to go over rosin or resin, those are some pretty broad spectrums, or distillate, or, I mean, isolates, and, like, cleaning certain things, I mean, I'm not a chemist, um, but I have a lot of really (laughs) smart friends, and I, I guess I have a good memory. You know, it's memory yeah. retention, if I learn something when I high and then I stay high, then yeah. I just keep it, just, <laughs> Absolutely, it just like, keeps it coming back, like, you know, that's one of the things that my um, partners of mine in the past have always been kind of fascinated about my nose, is yeah. that how I can, specifically with Skittles, is that I can smell Skittles and call out a specific cut. Um, hmm. uh, like where it came from, um, on whether it was like from whether the third gen family or like Dookie brothers or from like different, different locations yeah. and like different oh, wow. houses. Wow. Yeah. i you know, I was getting pretty good about it. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty, good. that's pretty, that's yeah. pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I mean, what would you like to know about extraction? Uh, f- I mean,
1: really, really, I like, like, like really anything, I guess from like, uh, like, like I guess we went over uh, like what do you guys look for in the plants and stuff like that with like the grittiness of the trichomes and all that.
0: Okay. And then, um, uh, all right. So for like, what's we'll your talk favorite about rod ex- rod, What's your favorite extraction method? <laughs> oh, boy. I guess that's a good question. Um, eh, I'm, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, rosin and resin. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot of people only really like fresh frozen or material coming from fresh frozen okay. or have the idea that color and the lightness of your, uh, oil mm-hmm. extract means that it's better quality. People okay. want white, Crazy. you know, mm-hmm. white rosin is mean that it's like better quality product or okay. that if you've got okay. like, um, really super yellow diamonds in it and it was like C R C, seed and okay. that would be better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to say what's better or not. It's kind of like asking a parent with two children, which yeah. is their favorite child. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I, love, I love them all. Yeah. Um, so, um, so like with, uh, you know, the different extracts, I love that it's so versatile. There's so many different ways of doing it. Um, you can be able to do CO2 extraction, yeah. um, and use gas or liquid for CO2 extraction. Um, I really don't prefer co2 extraction because it leaves a funky taste to it Mm. Um, you know with uh, Ethanol really with ethanol you're mostly doing um, Distillate and you're making Mm -hmm. crude and you're making distillate, but people Mm -hmm. are starting to make diamonds from crude oil They're using cold ethanol extraction and using big like cup Mm -hmm. 30 extraction machines uh, to be able to you know drop from suspension the THCA crystals Mm -hmm. um, that are in the crude Um, And you can be able to use that by using pentane or heptane or, you know, other really nasty solvents to be able to drop that from suspension. Um, You know, there's um, with BHO, um, you can use propane, you can use refrigerant. Um you can be able to use like different filter mediums for doing c r c and you can go real deep with c r c or really light with c r c if you want to do pesticide remediation or if you 're just wanting to do color um you know if you're uh, if you're wanting to do rosin i mean with rosin it's it's really different every strain and every time that you pull material. Yeah. It could be different. The length of mm-hmm. time that it was grown, um, how, like, just the darkness and the color of the ambering, the way that it was frozen, if it was thawed in transit, if you had, like, it, yeah. so, uh, how hard that you packed it, if you uh, vacuum-sealed five-pound yeah. bag There's so many different variables to... Yeah, to, like, I knew extractors wait. that were using, like... 20 pound sludge or 16 pound sludge smashing these blocks smashing blocks of frozen (laughs) weed just to be able to break it apart then to find that it was molded inside
3: because they
0: vacuum sealed it so tight that it didn't allow for the cold to be able to get inside and it molded because it didn't allow for a freeze Mm. fast that's that's
1: that's not good. You know,
0: so it's there's so many different ways. Like I know old school yeah. um, extractors, like way back in the day. If you were in Humble and you were way up on the hill mm-hmm. and you were trying to do a fresh frozen run, you would take a big uh, blue dry ice bin and you are like a Rubbermaid tote, say yeah. a black and yellow Rubbermaid tote. Lay uh, dry ice pellets in the bottom of mm-hmm. the Rubbermaid tote. Lay mm-hmm. a pl- piece of plastic on top of it. You would cut your plant stocks into lines that are lengths that would fit inside of the tote, right? Yeah. You'd lay all your totes inside, put another piece of plastic, bunch of uh, dry ice on top of it, close up the tote, put it to the side. Keep on doing that. And you just have an assembly line. People chopping, putting it into, yeah. like totes, putting it over, having somebody just to keep doing that. 20 minutes later, you would open up the tote, take off the, pla- the, you know, take off the dry ice, and the material would be so cold that you could just smash it with your hands. Yeah. And rub your hands back yeah. and forth, knock all the buds off the plant matter, and just yank the stalks right out of there. That's awesome. And you just keep doing that. <laughs> That's you Make up your bags, nice. and then just throw the dry ice around it, and then just keep it cold at, at that point. That was yeah. the old mm-hmm. school way of doing it. Now they've got nitrogen seal- like nitrogen cooling tunnels. um that will freeze the material as it's going on a conveyor belt system and that's the same way that they're doing like peas that's like oh yeah it's like Um, like freezing vegetables and stuff like that it's on the back of a tractor trailer truck that's in the middle of a field that's freezing it um some of the problems with doing those nitrogen uh tunnels is that the material gets so cold is that it depends on when you're harvesting in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the moisture in the mm-hmm. atmosphere because the, the temperature of the bud is so cold that it'll actually draw in and attract moisture in the air and freeze water crystals to the outside mm-hmm. of your bud, adding molecular weight. And when you're having hundreds of thousands of pounds of flour, and if you're adding like a couple grams to you know, every pound that yeah. will add up to a significant oh, yeah. amount of weight. Mm-hmm. And also extractors don't like that when there's ice crystals on it you know you really want to be able to freeze your product as fast as possible because as soon as you crop and harvest is that that plant will start to die mm. yeah the plant is going to start to go and move and shift the starches and sugars between the stalk and the leaves back over to the plant to the flower and the cells will start to die so, you need to go and get it frozen as fast as possible. And, and it's not like you want to get into a cryo freezing and be able to freeze yeah. it as fast as possible. That's the preferred method because it, it, you ever put a water bottle into the freezer and freeze it and then explodes? Yeah. Because the
1: water expands and all that.
0: Exact. Yeah. Same thing on a cellular level. The cellular wall will start to go and freeze, and if you freeze it slowly, it'll start to grow, and then it'll break down the cellular wall. So when you're doing your extraction, you're going to get a lot more fats, waxes, and lipids in your extraction process. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's all about the process and knowing like that's one of the conversations that i'm having on our selling point is that people are asking like oh how fast are you freezing i'm like oh within 15 minutes 15 like within 15 oh, minutes crazy. of it being harvested it is being put onto a tray that's being put into a refrigerator a freezer
1: so comparable what is like like the average time usually like people
0: most people are probably like 30 minutes to okay four hours Wow. wow! I mean, like, four hours is bad. Four hours is you, bad. You don't like, want that. You do that, not. know that
1: does not seem that. Yeah, that's no, like that,
0: that's, that's a problem. That's, that's so. Yeah.
1: So, fifteen minutes is really, <laughs> really almost unheard of in,
0: in 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 the industry. Yeah, well, it's when you're having that much material, you got to be able to scale and make sure that your processes yeah. are efficient, that you're having the product go through, and it's not going to spoil. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. it's it's different when you're transporting and you know tractor trailer yeah. trucks. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> I think we're
1: uh, starting to come towards the end here, but. uh I always want to see, like, what—you obviously have a lot of experience in the growing and extractions and being in the business and stuff like that. What tips or, like, tips or anything you would give for anybody out there wanting to start their own grow or get into the cannabis industry themselves?
0: Don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
2: why?
1: (laughs) I I always hear that, but, (laughs) like— Don't. The time
0: has come and gone, my friend. If you're not in it it yet, it's like— Oh, you don't know how difficult it is. Like, when yeah. telling you about my story about me getting arrested. Yeah. Most people don't have that type of shit. And I'm just very fortunate that I'm still free. There's a lot of people that are still sitting in jail for the same bullshit that I did. I know, did. it's yeah. insane. You know, and f- I yeah. still, Crazy. like, even had the, the paperwork to people prove that I was doing was legal. But it's mm-hmm. still, yeah. like, a lot of people don't know that this shit is still real. And, like, it is still dangerous out there. There's a lot oh, of people yeah, that are yeah. losing everything and they're getting very desperate. Yeah. You know, like there's certain places that are still very dangerous that you do not want to travel in the mm-hmm. state of California, like Covelo, California. The reservation out there, there's a lot of cartel grows that are going on oh. out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Trinity Pines, California, there's a, there's a few legal grows that are out there, but there's a lot that are still illicit, and that's mm-hmm. in federal land. Yeah, that is. You know, there's still a lot of stuff that's going on out there that, you know, it's, it, there's so much product that's out there. I not? The market is that's what you're talking about the market is
1: so, so saturated. saturated yeah yeah, yeah it, is. it is and you know
0: i I people will kind of probably question and wonder why I joined up with a group that is growing so much material yeah mm-hmm. um is that it's also just looking for the future in the groups that are going to be the most stable um I saw a Sisu that rose up so fast and sold it to the parent company and they're they're you know Looking at certain things right now, that they're in trouble, you know, oh, and yeah. like mm-hmm. there's a lot of groups that are in club trouble. Flo Kana went out of business. Oh, really? Candescence, you know, yeah. in trouble. I think that they're going out of business. There's a lot of big name groups and brands yeah. that have been in the industry for a very long time that have very smart people that have been with their group, and they're going out of business. Yeah. Wow. Um. So it's working with groups that are building very long term minds that the, also that are, like, not building up a company. Like, I went through the roller coaster ride of building up a big company and selling it and then being around for, like, how the new company was going to mm-hmm. run it, and it just, Like, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and now it's, like, I want stability. I've mm-hmm. been doing this for such a long period of time. Yeah. I, I w- am, I'm working with a group that is not going anywhere, and the things that we're doing are... Mitigating so much risk for the farmer or sorry for the extractors that are out there and the brands that are out there to make sure that They've got their supply chain And if we could be able to simplify that for them and save them money and cost and keep them in business then that's that's a win in my book um, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. And a lot of these groups are needing 70 to 150,000 pounds of fresh frozen yeah. per year um, so there's a lot of material that's being needed for certain brands that are out there But they also need the consistency if yeah. you're working with like one farm could be able to replace like a hundred different farms for what their biomass that they could provide mm-hmm. It's a hundred different relationships that people are eccentric and yeah. beautiful, eccentric people. Yeah. Um, but it's also dealing with a lot of that. And it's just so much complexity. If you could be able to do a manifest for metric that costs money too, mm-hmm. every metric that manifests costs money. Oh, yeah. It costs me the same amount of money to ship 10 pounds as it does to ship 3,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Um, you know, so it's looking at ways of making sure that you're the most efficient way possible to make sure that you can be surviving out there in the future right. um, and you know this is have the mindset that this is gonna be a hobby that you're gonna be losing money you're gonna yeah. keep putting money into it you're not gonna make money just be ready to do that and be as lean as you can yeah. for as long as you can and then right. hope that the federal laws will change or that this thing with the, the governor will go through and we can be able to start doing interstate commerce because we will be able to Washington Oregon California Nevada Arizona New Mexico oh, I mean not all of those places are wreck I should know, but I mean, we can, <laughs> we can handle, do a lot. But, yeah, you can yeah. still do a lot. <laughs> we can do a yeah, lot. We can For do For
1: every a lot, state right. that is recreational, <laughs> right? We can do yeah, it. we could do a lot with that. So because I mean, like that's that, that's
0: really where it is. Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm excited for what the future brings. Um, there's a lot of opportunities to see how big the market is in Boston, to see how big the yeah. market is in New York. And did you see the governor of New York, the interview that he did a little while ago? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to see that so one. The, there was an interview that was going oh, on a press conference for the governor or the mayor of New York being um, criticized for the smell because the utilities are not picking up the trash around the city. And oh, yeah. they were like, "Why? What's going on with the smell around the city?" It's like, "Smell! All I can smell is that weed around the yeah. city. Like, everywhere you go, <laughs> God, you, so you smell weed everywhere. around the city." <laughs> and and what did just you like, expect? Oh, you recreationally? And it like, like, and stuff it's everywhere. Right. Like yeah. I mean, it's, it's like no bodegas. They just got RVs on the side of the road. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I did. That,
1: those uh-huh. trucks got busted recently. It was, yeah, I seen it was them, a big thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. They, they, they still got to get their uh, heads out of their asses a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're coming to the... Uh, I'm excited, man. Here. Yeah, I'm excited. It, for the it was great meeting you, and it was great having you on the show. Yeah, like, nice not uh-huh. If you, you need press a call me. I, know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh,
0: you got any shout-outs before we head out? Shout-outs? Put me on the spot, man. Oh, I got to. I got to. Oh. um, I mean, just to my old friends over at Sisu um, with John Courtner. Um, uh, Mike Kelly over at PAX Distro um, He's one of my boys um, York at Fields Farm And High Star Farms um, I mean, so many people that are up in Northern California With Green Ox Distribution And Redwood Roots Distribution And just, I mean There's so many nice. great people And so many friends that they they'd be like, shout outs It's like, all yeah. right <laughs> You're going to have to play List. the credits, and yeah. I'm going to talk over it. You're going to have to take me off the with movie. a hook. Uh, a, I'm not getting thing, off until I, I tell everybody who I think, all right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> not
0: <Definitely>,
1: leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Well, thank you
0: so much for having
1: me. It's been a yeah, blast. Yeah, it's it's, nice for talking thanks for being us. here. It's been a blast. Anytime.
0: Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Next and,
1: uh, until, uh, until next time. Yes, sir. Keep it real. Keep it real.